Well, a very big welcome to you. If you've joined us for the very first time, thank you so much for being here today. If you're a regular around here, thank you for taking some time out again to be with us as we continue through the Promises Made series. We realize that when Jesus has promised something to us, we can do something with that promise. If He's called us something, if He's given us a word, if He's called us His disciples, He doesn't just call us by name. He wants us to do something with what He has called us. He wants us to take what He's promised us and turn our life into a life of promise. And what we've been doing is we've been taking a look each week at what Jesus has called us. Week number one, we said we are His disciples. He's called us to be His disciples. And when He calls us to be His disciples, He's asking us to say, hey, we are willing to follow the promise. We are willing to follow His promise. We are willing to become promise seekers. We are willing to become people who live out the life of of Jesus Christ through the promise that he's made us. That's what it means to be a disciple. And then we said, hang on, we are also the salt and we are also the light. And when we are called the salt and the light, Jesus is asking us to go into the world and show people what he is on the inside of us. When he calls us the salt and the light, he's calling us to respond. When he calls us that, he asks us to find a need and fill it and find a hurt and heal it. That's what it means to be the salt and the light. When Jesus calls you and he makes you a promise and he says, I promise that I look at you and I see salt and light. He's asking us to do something with that promise. And before we jump in to this week's message, when we have a look at what does it mean when Jesus calls us to be overcomers, well, let's have a look at what that means and how you can respond to that promise made to you. Before we do that, though, let's just say prayers and we'll jump straight in to the word. Father, we thank you that we can come together today and we can open up our hearts, open up our lives to you. And you can reach deep down into us and change things. You can tweak things. You can, you can encourage us at a very deep level. You can inspire us from, from the pit of where we are right through our lives. It's not just a shallow or surface message or something that's going to mean something for us for an hour or two. No, Father God, what you're about to share with us will change our lives dramatically. So thank you for reaching in and changing us today. We are willing to be changed by you. We love you and we honor you. And we pray this now in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Well, we are really excited about what God has called you and I, what Jesus came down to share. God had a promise. It started with a promise. It started with, I love the world so much that I want to show off my love for them. And so he promised us his love and he sent his love. He sent this promise in the form of Jesus Christ. And Jesus Christ took this revelation of God to man, this exposing of God's love to man. And he said, because of this love, because of what God means to you and what you mean to God, he sees you as certain things. He sees you having a good life. He sees you when you make a, a, a commitment, when you make a New Year's resolution at the beginning of the year, he realizes that's your desire to have a better life. And he wants to see that, and he wants to see that, and he wants to see it come to fruition. He wants to see you working towards the promised life. And so he called us certain things. He, he promised us that this is how God sees you. He sees you as disciples. He sees you as the salt and the light. And because of how God sees us, we can respond in our lives in a certain way. Because of how God has called us, he hasn't just called us by name, he's called us 
to something. If we know who we are, we'll know what to do. If we know what God has called us and we know that that's what we are, we'll know how to respond. And so when we have a look at this, this, this promise that he makes by calling us out, by calling us to be more, we realize that we have to respond. And so this week, if you haven't already caught week one and week two or the first two sessions of, of Promises Made, I want to encourage you. There's a link right now that you can click on and you can go and bookmark those and watch those videos at a later time. Thank you so much for taking your time to watch that and rate us and like us and comment us and be with us in the chat room. It means a great deal to me and the team when we can get some interaction with you. So please feel free just to comment in the chat room, like us, rate us, do whatever you need to do to say, hey, we're here and we love you guys. So thank you so much for joining us here at Victory Life Church Online. This week, we realize that Jesus has called us to get over certain things in our lives. We think about when he called his disciples, they were busy getting over rejection. They were busy getting over the fact that no, none of the other rabbis had called them to be disciples. None of the other rabbis had called them to be taught. And so when Jesus goes down and calls his disciples, he's calling them out from a place of rejection and dejection into ministry. He's calling them to overcome who they thought they would all end up to be without being taught by a rabbi. They had resigned themselves to being fishermen, tax collectors, and other things that, that they thought were, were not good enough. They really wanted to be taught by a rabbi. And so they were looking at disappointment, rejection, and dejection. And Jesus Christ calls them, and he calls them by name so that they can step into something much further and greater than what they thought they would ever amount to. We tend to overcome our rejections and dejections with bad habits. Um, for those of you, uh, maybe you like me, um, when I'm feeling a bit low, I know this is crazy, you might think it's strange, but when I'm feeling a bit dejected and rejected, I love to shop for gadgets. I love digital gadgets, and I overcome my rejection and my dejection by going out and having a look at gadgets and, and having a look at what I can purchase that will make me feel better. When I get home, though, I look at the price of what I've just paid for something, and I look at the cost, and I realize that I've overcome dejection and rejection by shopping and shopping will never ever help me overcome and maybe you have got some other things in your life that you um, are, are trying to use to overcome rejection and dejection where you overcompensate um, maybe you have moved from just getting healthy eating into place to having poor eating habits or maybe even pushed that further and because you've adopted bad habits, you'd now have an eating disorder because you try to overcompensate. You wanted to get over your weight. You wanted to get healthy. So instead of stopping and getting into a good rhythm with God and with how He wants us to behave with our bodies, we pushed it too far and now there is an overcompensated overcoming. The overcoming that Jesus speaks about isn't just about overcoming things for the sake of overcoming them. No, we are to overcome them to prove his promise. And his promise is always good, acceptable, and pure, which means that if you overcome something with Jesus on the other side of overcoming it, it will be good and true and pure. I have to be really careful with my schedule. My, my schedule can run away with me. I can be overcome by this world. 
by the things I have to do. Just this week, for example, I'm, I'm probably having to preach five different messages for different groups around the world, including you guys. And um, we, we, we've got a lot going on internationally. I've got a lot going on in ministry. I've got a lot going on with, with uh, speaking to other churches and, and working with them. And, and, and I just seem to find that my schedule becomes overwhelming. And I, I understand the word overcome. When I look at my schedule sometimes and I realize I have to disappoint somebody because I have to be somewhere else when they need me to be in another place, I realize I'm going to be overcome uh, by the pressure of my schedule. Life seems to wash over us and overcome us. Life seems to happen and, and we don't really have any control over it. Maybe you feeling like you have become a victim even of your own life. That life has overcome you, whereas Jesus called us to conquer and overcome the issues of life. Maybe that issue started off with a weight problem. Maybe it started off with a depression. Maybe it started off with an adulterous issue in your marriage. Maybe it started off with a break in relationship with somebody. Maybe it was feelings of inadequacy. Maybe it was feelings of addiction. Maybe you feel like you're trapped in a go-nowhere kind of job. Maybe it's small things that push you off the deep end all the time, and you realize that you're going from naught to 100 on the anger scale for such small reasons. Whatever it is, you might be finding that, hey, I'm in a place, you're in a place of life overcoming you. Well, Jesus calls us in, in Romans. In fact, Paul gives us the terminology, and, and I've got to apologize this week. I'm using a whole lot of scriptures that you'll probably know really, really well. In fact, many of the scriptures I'm going to be using this week are around things that have been made into bumper stickers or posters or bookmarks. So I call these the bookmark scriptures because nine times out of ten, these are the kind of scriptures that if you go into a Christian bookshop, you're going to find a bookmark with these scriptures on. But in Romans chapter 8, 31, 32, 35, and 37, Paul says this, if God is for us, who can be against us? We know that one. He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all. How will he not also, along with him, graciously give us all things? Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble or hardship or persecution or depression or weight loss or feelings of inadequacy overcome us? Or nakedness or danger of the sword? No, in all these things... We are more than conquerors. Through who? Through Jesus Christ who loved us. So through the love of Jesus Christ, He called us to be more than conquerors. Now when we have a look at that word conquerors, it's hupanika. Um, I hope I said that right, which means to vanquish beyond recognition, to gain a decisive victory that is known to all. To gain a decisive victory that is known to all. We are able to gain through Jesus Christ, say it with me, a decisive victory that will be known to all. Now, if we remember our message from last week, Salt and Light, where we are to go and let Jesus be known to all through us, find a need and fill it, find a hurt and heal it. If we think about this, by how we conquer the difficulties of life, we are now showing it to all. We are showing Jesus' love to all. So by becoming more than a conqueror, you are also able to become the salt and the light. I'm talking about Rocky Balboa kind of confidence. I'm talking about that Gideon kind of confidence, stepping from your pit, your wine press, your nothingness, and becoming one of the greatest warrior 
leaders that the Bible ever made reference to. I'm, I'm talking about the David and Goliath kind of story in your life. The Moses and the Red Sea kind of event in your life. When everybody speaks of it because they know of how much you have conquered. How much you have hooper-nickered the situation. In this world, says John chapter 16 and verse 33, you will have trouble. But take heart, says Jesus, I have overcome the world. Jesus came to show us a model of what we were to be. We were everything in Jesus. What happened to Jesus happened to us. We know Scripture says, pick up your cross, just like Jesus picked up his cross. We know that Jesus was raised to the right hand of God in heaven, and we went with him. Whatever happened to Jesus, because we are his body, we are his representation, whatever happens to Jesus happens to us. And so when he says, take heart, I have been able to overcome this life. I've been able to overcome the world. He's actually saying to you, well, I've left you a model to follow and I'm calling you to be overcomers as well. Because of Jesus, say it with me, I am an overcomer. Romans, uh, Revelation chapter 12 and verse 11 in the Passion Translation says this, that we would be able to conquer him completely, him being the evil one, him being Satan, him being what he's put in place in the world to try and conquer us. We'd be able to overcome all of those things through the blood of the Lamb and the powerful word of his testimony. They triumphed because they did not love and cling to their own lives even when faced with death. You see, the story is about you and I. Revelation, here in Revelation chapter 12 and verse 11, is speaking about the saints of the last days. That's you and that's me. And it's telling us what we will become. We will be overcomers. We will be conquerors. We will be more than conquerors. Many people will know of the fact that we have conquered. Now, David and Goliath is a story that we all know so well when it comes to conquering. It's, it's a story that we all can appreciate. It's a story that we can all absorb. And when we have a look at David, he didn't just put Goliath on his back. No, he went further and hacked off his head. There was no doubt to the Israelite army that David had conquered Goliath. It wasn't going to be one of those ones where Goliath appears in four episodes later saying, hey, I'm actually not dead. No, no. In this episode, there was no end. It was the end of the season for Goliath, and he was die dead. He was done. He was more than conquered. He wasn't going to reappear in a season later. He was done for. And everybody knew that David, in his smallness, in his weakness, in his insecurity, he ran out there with God and overcame. He didn't just overcome. Overcoming would be putting Goliath on his back, maybe unconscious, maybe down for a little while and running over him. No, he more than conquered. He put him down in the, sp in the face of difficulty, in the space of uneven odds, and then he hacked off his head to show everybody that he was more than a conqueror. He had more than conquered. Maybe you are in a place where you feel like you are a victim of your own circumstances and there's nothing that you can do to change it. Well, here's what it means when Jesus says you're an overcomer. When Jesus calls you an overcomer, here's what, how we respond. Two things we're going to do to respond like Jesus called us to respond. Here's what we're going to do with the promise made. The promise made was that you are an overcomer and you are more than a conqueror. Well, somebody that is responding to that promise 
will fight with a conquering attitude. You're not going to go into the battle thinking you're going to lose. You're going to go into the battle knowing that you have already won, that you are already more than a conqueror. You're not just a victim of your circumstances, that nothing you do will change anything. No, you go into the battle knowing that you have the power to change your circumstance in Jesus Christ. And everything has been given to you to be able to change that. We do not fight against fleshy things. We fight in the spirit realm. And we've been given all authority in Jesus' name to call that which is not as though it were. You might be thinking that you're always going to be a warrior. And that's W-O-R-R-I-E-R, if I spelt it correctly. You are always going to be somebody that worries. You are always going to be somebody that is overweight. You are always going to be someone that's depressed. You are always going to be somebody in a dead-end job. No, you don't approach life with that conclusion you seem to say that I can control, I can change. I'm not just going to get caught in my own anger, my own lusting, or in my own unforgiveness. No, I'm not going to have victim thinking anymore. Through Christ, I am a victor. In 2 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 5, it gives us the how. It says this, We demolish arguments and every presentation that sets itself up against the knowledge of God, and we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Jesus Christ. We can do it. It's not about saying that we can't do it. I can do all things. It's not about saying it's impossible. No, all things are possible with God. It's not about saying I don't have enough faith. No, you have to have the faith of a mustard grain and you will be able to move a mountain. I'm not going to let others, what others said to me, did to me, or believe about me, stop me. Can I say that again? I'm not going to allow others, what others said about me, did to me, or believe about me to stop me. No, I am unstoppable because Jesus has called me an overcomer. Psalm, 100, Psalm 18 verse 29 says this, In your strength, O Lord, I can crush any army, and with my God I can scale any wall. You see, when we have the strength of knowing that Jesus has called us to be a conqueror, to be an overcomer, then we are able to go and do all things. When we think about it, Satan the devil is calling us many things. In this life, he's called me this week, you are very busy. And I've got this thing ringing in my head while well, I'm busy. My calendar is overwhelming. I, I don't know how I'm going to get to everything. Satan might be calling and tapping on your shoulder and saying, Wow, you're a, a really busy mom. You, you're busy. You're just busy, busy, busy. He, he might be saying to you, Wow, Dad, you're a great provider. You just provide. You work. Keep working as hard as you are because you're providing so much for your family to the detriment of the time spent with the family. Satan has this incredible ability to take that which is good and twist it into something that which is bad and then make you feel ashamed for being what he's called you to be. You see, the incredible thing with Satan is that he can't tell the truth. Jesus has already called you what you truthfully are. You are an overcomer. You are a disciple. You are a promise seeker. You are these things. That is the truth. 
Satan's not going to wake up one morning and all of a sudden start encouraging you to love and find works. He's not all of a sudden going to start motivating you towards God. No, he can't tell the truth. He can't walk up to you and say, you are a disciple. You are a promise seeker. You are an overcomer. Because that's the truth. Those words cannot come out of his mouth. So what is he going to call you? He's going to call you depressed. He's going to call you downtrodden. He's going to call you to things that are going to get you wrapped up and overwhelmed as opposed to being an overcomer. He's going to try and make you believe the lie. Just as God cannot tell a lie, Satan cannot tell the truth. So here's what I do to become an overcomer. If I wake up and Satan is telling me I am depressed, I know that I'm actually victorious. When he says to me, you are downtrodden and you will never amount to much, I know that I've already been risen to the right hand of God. I take the lie and I look at the opposite of it and I'm over able, able to overcome the lie by looking at the truth. And the truth is the promise made to me by Jesus Christ. So you see, when Satan wants to throw his lies at you and overwhelm you and stop you and, and halt you from moving forward in your life, when he wants to tell you that you are mediocre and that's okay, you can look at that lie and you can say, well, what is the complete opposite of it? Because that's what Jesus has called me to be. Next time you wake up and you are overwhelmed by a sense of inadequacy, know that God has called you a disciple. He has called you to be a promise seeker and he's called you to be an overcomer. Not because he wants to stir us up, but because those promises that he has made have already been fulfilled. Those things that he's called you, you are already that in the spirit realm. And that leads us to point number two. If we are overcomers and more than conquerors, it means that we are able to fight with supernatural weapons. In 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 3 to 5, it says this, For though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does, the weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. Yes, we have been given a set of weapons that's pretty incredible. We have been given a set of weapons that is not of this world. Don't try and fight the things that are overwhelming you. Don't try and overcome them without trying to overcome them with the supernatural promises of Jesus. You see, Satan wants you to try and become a better person on your own steam. He wants you to feel like you are like God. He wants you to build a tower to Babel so that you can say, well, look, I managed to get to heaven on my own power. No, what we should be doing is we only are able to truly overcome through the supernatural promises and those become weapons of God. He has given us a helmet. He's given us a breastplate. He's given us a shield. He's given us a belt. He's given us a set of shoes and a sword. But each one of those things in the spiritual armor of God represent a supernatural ability to use to overcome. You have already been declared righteous. That's why one of those, those things represent righteousness. You have already been given faith. That's why one of those armor pieces represent faith. You've already been given your salvation. That's why one of those armor pieces represents salvation. Every single one of the weapons that you have been given by Jesus Christ is a supernatural promise. Even though you cannot see it, it is true. And you can back your life on it and you can go to war based on that promise. And you will, will win. I don't just fight like a man. No, I fight like a man of God. I don't just fight in the flesh. No, I fight with the promises of Jesus, supernaturally changing that which I offer into something a lot more powerful. 
You see, even when it comes to something like our finances, when we give, we are actually giving back to God. So God gives us everything we need, even the flowers and the lilies of the field He provides for. When we receive from God, everything He's given us, and then we make a decision that we are more than conquerors, that we are not bound by this financial bank account level that we've got, and we give back to God in the moment that we receive from God and then decide to give it back to Him, we are actually receiving the promise and responding accordingly. The minute we receive the promise from God and respond how He wants us to respond with that promise, that whole process becomes supernatural and Satan has got no ability to affect that. When you receive financially and you give financially, you are stepping into a supernatural financial world, not the physical banking financial world that Satan has installed. When you take the love that God has given you and you turn that into forgiveness of your enemies, you are now stepping into a supernatural ability, an ability to be more than a conqueror, an ability to show others how awesome God is, and you are able to walk in a supernatural state. When we receive the promise from God and we respond to Him accordingly, we step into spiritual, supernatural abilities. But we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that this all-surpassing power is from God and not from us, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 7 to 9. We are hard-pressed on every side, but not crushed, not perplexed, not in despair. We are persecuted, but not abandoned. We are struck down, but we are never destroyed. Because you have been called by Jesus, a disciple, a promise seeker, because you have been called an overcomer, more than a conqueror, you are able to get over the betrayal. You are able to conquer the addictions. You are able to get over your control issues. You are able to get over your worry. You are able to get over your marital discord. You are able to get over that affair. You are able to get over that cancer. You are able to move from being just a conqueror in your flesh, fighting like a man to fighting like a man and woman of God. You are able to overcome negative thinking. You are able to overcome fear of failure. You are able to stop worrying so much about what other people think. You are more than a conqueror. Right now, what is holding you back? What do you need supernatural abilities to do? All you have to do is start responding in life to the promises God has given you and watch your ability to overcome become supernatural. And that when it become, that's when it becomes more than just overcoming. It becomes more than just conquering. You, dear children, are from God and have overcome because the one who is in you is greater than the one who is in the world. First John 4 and verse 4. The one who has called you has called you onto something greater than the world. The one who has promised you is promised you something more than a lie. You are more than a conqueror. It's not just some bumper sticker or some bookmark. This is the truth. I know it's the truth because it's the opposite of what Satan is calling it. And so when Satan calls it a lie, I know it's the truth because he can't speak the truth. He can only speak the opposite of what Jesus has called me. It's not some wish. It's a fact. We know it. We experience it minute by minute. We reach out to the poor, the hated, and the hungry because we are more than conquerors and so too should they be. 
It's not, oh, eventually I'll be more than a conqueror. No, you are more than a conqueror right now. We are more than a conqueror. Life is taking place on two levels. One is the observable external life, and you, it grows, you grow more weary of that life every single day. The other is the life we've lived with God since the moment He created us, and it's growing every day, every day it's growing better. Truth upon truth, glory upon glory, promise upon promise. That is how He's working. If what you are feeling right now, if what you need to overcome right now is bringing you down, it's because you're living on a plane of just being in the flesh. You are living in a life that is spiraling downward, and it will always spiral downward. No, we have been called by the promises of Jesus through the promise of God's love to be living on a different plane, to be living on more than a conqueror plane. That's always going to be improving. That's always going to be growing. That's always going to be moving from one revelation to the next. That's what Corrie ten Boom said. We grow daily better, truth upon truth, glory upon glory. For everyone born of God overcomes the world. Everyone that has been born again overcomes the world. That was a promise from 1 John chapter 5 and verse 4 to 5. 1 John 4, 5 says to us quite clearly that if you have received Jesus, you overcome the world. You overcome the plane that spirals downward, and you now move to the plane that spirals upward. Who is it that overcomes the world? Anyone who believes in the Lord Jesus Christ and is the, who is the Son of God. Because of what He has called us, we can, Nicoleo, we can subdue, we can conquer, we can overcome, and we can prevail unto victory. This is our call. Not to be slumped over in depression, not to be slumped over in dejection, not to be slumped over in disobedience. No, we have been called to be disciples. We have been called to have direction. We have been called to pick ourselves up and live a life not of dejection and depression, but one of direction, one of, one of commitment, one of focus to living a life that is far beyond what the eye can see. We are more than conquerors. You have an opportunity today to respond to Jesus Christ's promises and turn your life into a supernatural event. The Holy Spirit's supernatural is pointing your life back to Jesus. Take a look at it as a picture. Jesus came to deliver to us the promise of God, the calling of God, the names that we are called in heaven. He delivered that to us. God gave it to us. He sent His only begotten Son to us. The Holy Spirit then takes that message into our heart. He starts pressing us back towards Jesus. The minute we respond to the Holy Spirit, we become supernatural. We don't become supernatural by falling down in the front of the church or speaking in tongues. Those things also happen. No, every single one of us is working in the incredible, supernatural, overcoming world of responding back to the promises of truth, not the promises of a lie. You see, as soon as we get wrapped up in the promises of who we think we are and who Satan tells us we are, we take the promises of Jesus and we entrap them and we encase them and we never see them returning back to Jesus. We need to take the promises and respond with Him in focus to turn our lives into the supernatural, more than conqueror type of life that you and I desire. And we do that by saying yes to Jesus. 
Now, right now, you might get ready for communion because I'm going to blend the communion straight into the message because communion is a way of saying, I receive the promise and, I re- and I'm going to respond in unity with you. Jesus came. He shed his blood. Now, you might be using some water, some coffee, whatever it is. He shed his blood and he broke his body. You might be using some bread. You might be using some gum. It doesn't matter what you use. They simply represent to Jesus right now and to you that you receive the fact that Jesus was real. He came from God. He came to us to show us the promises, to call us more than conquerors. And all you need to do in your first step is to receive that promise. And we do so by eating a piece of bread, by eating a, a biscuit or a cookie or a wafer or whatever you've got. Eat it and know that Jesus' body was broken and came to show God's love for you. And then Jesus said, you know what? I need you to be in covenant with me. I need you to take these promises and promise me back. I need you to take the promises of God and make a commitment back. And I'm going to give you the power to do that. In fact, he was so serious about that covenant of promises made and promises kept that he shed his blood as a symbol of how serious that covenant was. Take drink and know that Jesus' covenant is for you. And so as we begin to receive and respond at the table of the Lord, keep doing this in remembrance of me, said Jesus. Keep receiving my promises and being the promise. Receive the promise and be the promise. Receive the promise and be the supernatural promise. And in that way, you will know a supernatural more than a conqueror life. Know today. And because of the promises that Jesus has called you with, you are a disciple. You are a promise seeker. You are the salt and the light. You are finding a need and able to fill it. You are finding a hurt and you are able to heal it. And today, you are able to overcome in a supernatural, incredible way in your life. Don't listen to the lies of Satan and believe them. Listen to the lies of Satan and know that you are completely the opposite. God has called you to something greater. Thank you so very much for joining us right now. If you believe that Jesus is your Lord and Savior and that you would like to be part of this receiving and responding to the promises that he has laid out, you might not know what all the promises are. You might not know what that looks like, but you have an opportunity right now to say, hey, help me. I need to know more promises of Jesus. I need to know how to respond better. Right now, there's a link in the chat room or there's a banner that you can click on that will help us get to know you, be in contact with you, whether you committed to Jesus many years ago and you need to recommit and just get these promises flowing in your life again, whether you've never committed to Jesus, you've never said yes to Jesus, whatever it is you want to do today, I call you to say no to depression and yes to overcoming. And the only way we can put down the things that overwhelm us and become overcomers is through the promise of Jesus Christ. And so won't you join that promise today by clicking on the link, clicking on the banner, and we'll love to get hold of you, just be be in contact with you, and we can share with you some of the promises and a journey with you into becoming that supernatural, more than a conqueror that Jesus has promised that you are. Receive the promise and walk out the promise today. 
Thank you so very much. There are some prayer warriors that are available right now. If you'd like some prayer, just click on the live prayer button. There's some folk in the chat room that would love to chat with you, get to know you, get to find out where you're joining us from. Thank you so very much for joining us here at Victory Life Church Online. I look forward to seeing you this weekend and into next week as we consider the next thing that Jesus has called us to be and become. Thank you so much for joining us. We love you and you be blessed.